Welcome to the Two Tokens Podcast. During these episodes, we will invite guests onto our show and discuss everything token related. You can expect to hear about token business models, the underlying technology stack, token governance, but also our mainstream topics such as NFTs. Does this sound interesting to you? Then make sure you subscribe and keep listening. And now, on to the episode. Welcome, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is the Two Tokens podcast, and this time it's a remote podcast with uh, people from all over Europe. Our special guest today is Tobias Huber from uh, Energy Decentralized Energy Solutions in Zurich. And uh, we will be discussing solutions uh, with Michel Chatelain, lawyer, uh, at, and Jos Reuling, captain of the Energy Token Working Group. Jos, why don't you first give a brief uh, introduction of the Energy Token Working Group before we ask Tobias to present the Energy Token? And uh, yeah, sure. We also explain what we did with Power of the Many, just to refresh the people who are listening. Yeah, so thank you, Alex. Yeah, so uh, in the uh, Energy Working Group of uh, Two Tokens, we uh, are discovering and uh, pathfinding our way into the energy ecosystem with the ambition to have uh, power to the many uh, in, in the new energy um, environment, uh, supporting and accelerating, hopefully, the energy transition. Um, so our first uh, phase of, of our activity was um, focused on understanding um, the application of blockchain and understanding tokens. Uh, on top of that, in order to see how we can find use cases. Um, and for that, we have uh, quite um, uh, uh, did some, some discovery and some work. Uh, so let me let me share two um, uh, slides for that uh, that depicted. We started off with um, understanding of uh, how we should uh, then position um, tokenization. And uh, the initial use cases we found, and also our first uh, hinge, was to tokenize the energy as packages. And then if you do some analysis, you find that you need uh, actually two. So one based um, uh, for the energy system, uh, which you can uh, say, well, that's the demand and supply. And very quickly, you understand that there are also trading going on um, in, in which is uh, a need of a power uh, notion as well. Um, so we started off with these two tokens is offtake, as we now call it. Um, but uh, very soon we pivoted to um, uh, to the use case, which is very uh, relevant now in, in Europe, at least, um, uh, for the new um, movement from corporate um, uh, energy to more uh, local energy initiatives by co cooperatives, collectives. Um, uh, so and, and there we extended uh, our, our view and our token set into, into six uh, almost. So the first one is, uh, I think, uh, most relevant for today's talk, but it gives the context in which uh, which our thinking is and our designs is our fractional ownership. Um, so we we understood from uh, from clients around the, uh, Europe um, that fractional ownership is uh, is of interest for energy cooperatives, energy uh, collectives, and other local initiatives. So we designed an, a token that represents uh, a solar panel. Um, so and that um, uh, inspires all kinds of new uh, kind of use cases, which I come into in a moment. Um, and and uh, for the offtake, uh, we understood that uh, uh, the energy uh, industry then talks about uh, power, uh, which is related, for instance, to power purchase agreements. 
uh, but also other forms of of uh, power. Um, then energy, that's the uh, the energy delivered uh, or generated uh, or stored. So that those are the three use cases for the energy uh, part. And um, if you do renewable energy, then uh, we have the renewable energy certificates or uh, guarantees of origin, as we call them in Europe. So there are some tokenization ideas and initiatives going on there as well. Uh, most recently, on top of that, there is an initiative uh, fueled by, by Google with their uh, 24 by 7 uh, green initiative of their data centers, uh, which is uh, then uh, supported by the Energy Tech Initiative in the UK that gives you more granular certificates. So that uh, certificates are only have a shelf life of one hour. Um, and if you do a full instrumentation, if you assume that there is a full IoT world out there, then there is a lot of data that you can collect and harvest and also monetize. And it can be green signals, can be temperature, can be uh, vibrations. Uh, and there are all kinds of parties that have interest in data around and associated with uh, renewable energy. Now, in our in our working group uh, for the last year, we have worked on a fractional ownership of uh, of solar farms, um, and that is uh, for an, uh, a number of applications. So there are some communities in in the Netherlands, and also identified in in Italy and in in the Nordics of Europe, uh, where you want to have an um, uh, an renewable setup. Uh, that is owned by uh, by the um, uh, the members of the energy cooperative. Um, so, and and first uh, um, way of implementing that uh, that token is to represent that uh, that ownership, um, and then on top of that, we can build then, and that's uh, the topic that we have at hand right now. Um, and and I don't go not go into detail because there are other podcasts on that. Uh, different use cases for the offtake. Uh, and also all kinds of um, uh, um, yeah new new business cases and business models that we can uh, we can think of. So that's I think uh, in a, a nutshell, right? The great bridge to uh, to Tobias, I think, right? Because yeah, the the use case that we worked on in the last um, uh, year and a half was fraction ownership. We call that power of the many. And Tobias, we got in contact last year, and you were explaining what you were doing at Siemens. So maybe you can introduce yourself also for the listeners and for uh, who, people who don't know you and what your application is for your energy token. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Happy to do so. So um, the sustainability officer of the solutions and service business globally uh, for Siemens Smart Infrastructure. I'm located in the Crypto Valley in Souk. So this is already one of the first, first bridges into uh, blockchain and uh, technology. Um, but combining energy with blockchain in here. So um, where do we start? I mean, we, we have left the time where there's a traditional power grid with large power plants and transmission and distribution grids to then the consumers. So we are in a kind of an energy cloud now where you have um, prosumers. Uh, you have distributed uh, and cleaner two-way power flows with um, digital platforms. So that means um, all kind of uh, tokens that uh, you have just described, you would need. It's about who is the owner of an asset. You need to have the data um, coming from those assets to really uh, measure the performance. You need to validate um, power and um, um, energy that is distributed or consumed or produced. So all of that comes together. Therefore, um, we are in a situation that um, this energy transition requires also a digital transformation of the energy infrastructure. 
And so just um, to be sure, for my understanding, yeah. at Siemens, you work at uh, decentralized energy solutions. What does that mean? Are you help working with firms and factories to help them set up uh, uh, renewable energy sources? What is, what's the scope of, the, mm. of that? Yeah, so that's a good question to 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 make it crisp for for the uh, audit uh, for the um, audience. Um, so the Siemens smart infrastructure business um, was a merge of two former businesses in Siemens. So the one is building technology. So everything um, around the building, how to get buildings modernized, how to make buildings green, how to make buildings carbon neutral. Yeah. So when we talk buildings, we nowadays talk fleet of buildings. So that means um, uh, it could be a campus, it could be a district, it could be a, a full, um, let's say, portfolio of real estate from a large corporate. And uh, in order to make that carbon neutral, for sure, distributed energy systems, um, in particular with renewable energy, is uh, within the scope. So having said that, there's a new component coming in that's e-vehicle charging infrastructure also tied to uh, the inf uh, to the building and built environment. But now you still cannot isolate buildings, even if they become prosumer, you cannot isolate buildings from grid infrastructure. And that was the second um, part of the merge that was the business of energy management. So where it's about grid software, about um, um, the electrical products you would need for um, energy transmission and distribution. This is, let's say, the backbone of, um, let's say, what we want to tokenize. So, so can you elaborate on how on your statement to um, uh, having trouble to separate the buildings from the infrastructure? Is that uh, behind the meter and in front of the meter kind of solutions that you're talking about? Okay. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I would not call it a struggle, but um, you still would need to have the backup from a a, um, a utility company from an, a grid infrastructure. You need to if if you have more demand than you produce, you need to get the supply. If you have more produced than your demand is about, you need to um, to feed it into the grid. So I think you need to have that connectivity and uh, therefore you act in a larger ecosystem, including the utility companies. So, and where did that security, you know, that energy token as a security then come in? Because I don't see that connection yet, that bridge. Yeah, um, this comes back to, let's say, a, di a dilemma that uh, we experience in the market. So um, typical customers of ours is a large corporate, no matter which kind of vertical market or industry the, the corporate is in. So enterprises from automotive, from uh, food and beverage, from chemicals, from pharma, life science, could be everyone. So um, they were used to get electricity from the plug, literally speaking, yeah, and to get an invoice from the utility company. Now, when we talk distributed energy systems or, or uh, buildings, infrastructure, building infrastructure becoming a prosumer, um, this would need um, investments into such assets. And those assets are non-core to all of the industries because they should produce cars or um, produce drinks or whatsoever. So therefore, they always seek for someone to finance that and get those balance, uh, those assets off the balance sheet. Yeah. 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 Capex. And, Capex. yeah, yeah. yeah and, and now to, to close the loop. So on the other side, um, 
I get the um, the calls from institutional investors, in particular the the market of impact investing, where it's not just about the risk return ratio, where it is about risk return and impact. Ideally, the impact is guaranteed, which an ESCO company, an energy service company, uh, typically do. Um, and now here comes the, the opposite of um, um, the fractionalization you were talking about, because those institutional investors, they seek for large tickets. They they don't look for a single PV field uh, of uh, one megawatt. They look for something bigger. So they look ideally for single investments above 100, 150 million. So in a lot of those distributed energy systems, a lot of, let's say, sustainable assets are below so on the one hand, you, by tokenization, you can fractionalize. On the other hand, by tokenization, you can bundle and make the ticket size larger and more attractive for institutional investors. Yeah. That's interesting, Michelle, because this is the opposite of what we did with Power of the Many, which was making big parks, you know, fractionalized available to the public. And, but you could use the same technology, the same principle and turn it around. What does that look like in yes. terms of regulatory? You know, it's the same principle. Yeah, yeah. Before I get into that, I would just like to uh, to comment or to ask for what Tobias just said that uh, um, in in his view, a, a building owner would not be interested to have an energy asset uh, financed as part of the building or to be financed separately. If I understood it correctly, that, that what your comment was. Because, because what I what what I see actually is that building owners, uh, I fully agree that traditionally they're not familiar with uh, being an energy producer or, or uh, uh, installing an energy asset and and managing that as as such. Um, but at the same time, there is a uh, increasing requirement by the let's say the tenants to have sustainable buildings, and there's a a pressure to make those buildings more sustainable so you then typically will think of adding in a renewable energy asset to it in order to fulfill the, the energy demand uh, and that um, raises the question whether a building as such uh, has a energy producing potential so an energy potential or a value uh, potential in, in energy terms and um, if you also think about the fact that uh, buildings need to show their energy performance, whether it be commercial uh, real estate or also uh, housing. Um, the energy labels, particularly now with the energy crisis we have had or are still having with these, such high prices, these, uh, these, these energy labels of the buildings have become uh, valuable. So, um, from an in, in a building investor or in real estate investor point of view, it, it, it now makes sense to to also invest in renewable energy assets, which is part of the building, because it at the end will increase the value of your building and it will tap into the energy uh, producing potential of, of, of a building. Um, so, but so there was just this to comment on, on mm -hmm. what you said. I think it should always be separated. I think there's also a movement mm -hmm. from real estate owners to say, okay, we have to have those energy assets on the building because it increases the value of the building. Um, now, if we get into specific, the specifics of an energy asset and uh, tokenization and regulation, um, in particular energy market regulation, um, 
uh, we're basically facing uh, what I call a, a dual regulatory challenge. Uh, because on the one hand, the the electricity, in particular electricity networks, they are uh, heavily regulated. Um, because it's, it's good to be infrastructure, most of them it's are, are monopolies, so we have to make sure that access to those uh, infrastructures is, is is open and fair and transparent, non-discriminatory, etc. Um, and on the other hand, if you um, tokenize assets, so create, let's say, security rights or, or whatever type of, of tokens we, we uh, create, the financial regulatory control comes into play. So there's a big, uh, thick uh, uncertainty or, or 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 struggle or challenge to uh, make sure you, know, you you make things happen without being limited too much about those two uh, regulatory regimes we have. No, absolutely. And, abs oh, no, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, but I, I just paused for a minute so you can really comment otherwise. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was it, what you said is uh, really close to my heart because it's exactly what happens. So um, at the end, uh, the technology, uh, namely with blockchain, is uh, is available today. So it, it it's there are ways and uh, service providers uh, that know how to do it. Um, but you are creating a security, usually, 